0: Welcome to Consciously Uncurated. I'm Leslie. And I'm Michelle. And we are excited to invite you into our beautiful, messy lives. This will be a space to talk about the real stuff and hopefully leave you with some practical takeaways. Think of it as rent a best friend for when you need us. We will talk, share, and laugh together. We hope this podcast can be a place to give women permission to be human, to feel, and to lean in. To catch our latest episodes, follow and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Hey honey, how are you today? Well, today, I don't know. I actually had a kind of a rough morning. Today was a today was a day. Today was already a day. Okay. So what's going on? Today we're gonna talk about ready, not ready. I find it ironic <laughs> that today, of all the days that we've been doing this, Michelle, was my day that I was really not ready. Right. I was not ready to come and be in front of a mic. Mm-hmm. I had a little event that happened this morning that derailed me a little bit. Right. Let's just talk about that. Let's just go there. How about my event? Yeah. Oh, well, no, I don't want to talk about my event. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not as specific. Let's just give the parameters of and what set off the day. It's just, you know, you those things that happen in a day or in a morning where you just, they haul you back into a place of spiral that you thought you healed from or you thought you were over. Right. And so I guess I was pulled back into a vortex of something that I thought I had gotten over. And so then it required a time to go outside and have a walk in a moment, a moment. But it's funny, just going there for a second, we think when we have gotten through something, we feel Oh, yeah, we're healed, We're good. I'm good. Let's move on. And you probably for the most part are until that moment where whatever triggered that initial response makes us just realize, okay, hold on a second. I still have more work to do. Or do you just acknowledge it? Well, that's where we finally got to once you arrived to start recording is I don't think I have more work to do. You talked me through it a little bit. I just, it was just a moment. It was just a moment in time, but I let myself feel it and it was gross. And yeah, it reminded me of What's really going on in my life and mm-hmm. where I'm really going and right. And I think it it also goes towards just the idea of healing. It's not an instantaneous thing. Right. And it doesn't mean that I haven't healed from right. it. It just it was a moment. It stirred something up in me. It was brief, but yeah, I'll move on. And I learned a few things again this morning and mm-hmm. I took it for what it was. And yeah, learning from it is actually the most important thing about it. Yeah. I learned a lot this morning. This is perfect for our episode today and ready, not ready in and- We are in it. We are feeling literally not ready, but we're ready. Yeah. We're ready for something new. The starting the new is we're never going to be ready to start this. This morning, it was definitely not ready. And how many of you have felt where those days where you get up and you're like, I don't feel like going to work. But of course, you get up and you go to work. When we started Consciously and curated, so much of it was just ideation for so long. And it was one baby step at a time of just getting our software account. Right. Getting the microphones off of Amazon. Yes. Thanks, Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then a big chunk of time would go by and we would do another little baby step, right? Or some ideas, we'd write some things down. Yeah. Okay, now we have the software, now we have the mics. There's no excuse. <laughs> we can actually begin, and we're just on pause. And then, and then we, once we recorded again. an episode, and it was like, oh my gosh, we have to edit the episode because <laughs> a lot of this should not be in this podcast. Of- <laughs> Shouldn't be out there for <laughs> <every> people <little> year. <laughs> and so then we had to figure out how to edit and right. promote that and push that out. And oh my goodness, it was it was a process, a lot of learning, for a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest part, too, was when you and I would sit and talk and just say, what are you actually doing? We were, first of all, I was very afraid to tell people that I was doing oh, I'm doing a podcast. Because if someone were to ask me, yeah, oh, what's your podcast <laughs> about? I was like, um, I don't know. I just, and so... We took a long time to land on what this is going to be. And I don't know for sure if we're actually there yet. I don't think so. But that's the cool part of this is even though we don't have the perfect plan and picture, we're still in the process of wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. Being ready, but not ready. Because in our heads, we were ready. Mm -hmm. The idea was ready. We knew we wanted to do it, we just didn't know how. how and what? that scary thing of you don't know what you don't know. Right. Every time we did start to have to do something, navigate the software, TikTok mm-hmm. or Instagram or two different platforms to get it out on Spotify and Apple. Oh my gosh, another learning thing mm-hmm. that was so overwhelming, overwhelming, exhausting scary. Yeah. And the fact at the end of the day, we are putting ourselves out there. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get to that in our podcast later on, just talking about the vulnerability of being out there. But right now, just wanting to share the process of being in this place of chaos. Mm -hmm. And both Michelle and I are different spectrums of perfectionists. And so that was hard to know that we were going to actually have to start it wasn't going to be perfect it wasn't going to be completely ready right there was going to be errors and and the idea of accepting the idea of being perfectly imperfect because it we had to otherwise we wouldn't have started yeah there were so many little things that went sideways to get it going Mm -hmm. yeah and then coming in those moments of wanting to be perfect okay so this is what i am feeling right now in this moment being ready ready for this podcast excited about doing this podcast the problem i'm having is not being ready because i don't trust my brain right now i am in such stress over my brain fog from menopause so i will be in the middle of a conversation i think i've experienced this today just trying to Get this recorded. I'll be in the middle of a sentence, and, and then all of a sudden, it's gone like void, deer in the headlights. Having that feeling of distrust within your own intelligence is so difficult. We are educated women, we are smart women. Mm-hmm. And so having conversation and not being able to form a thought is scary. It's yucky. It feels awful. And I feel the same way and it's frustrating. I would even say right now what I'm feeling is this is probably the most vulnerable I've been sharing this information right now. Feeling like I've always thought that I was a clear communicator. I always have thought that I I am articulate and yet right now at this season in my life, I feel like I am not those things. I'm constantly second guessing my thoughts, my memory, yes, my ability to communicate well. It's very disconcerting. And so, yeah, it, it really, it's difficult. Here I am in this moment. My brain is not catching up fast enough. It's like I'm in this wave of heavy drudge clouded trying to get through it. <laughs> I don't even feel like my brain isn't catching up. It's actually not even started it's, yet. Yeah, like the, it's, the switch <laughs> it's is off. The switch is off. I now have to have post-it notes at the top of the stairs because when I go downstairs, by the time I've gotten to the bottom of the stairs, I have absolutely forgotten what I've gone for. Yeah. I mean, it's been great exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So being able to do this For the public to hear, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't want to feel that I'm not intelligent enough to have this conversation. It's become that difficult. And you have to actually stop the recording because you're just like, my mind went blank, gone. It was gone. I had to ask Leslie, what were we just talking about? And can you please re ask me the question you just asked me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I even do this when I'm talking to my kids. And the worst thing is when you're talking to a colleague or your mm-hmm. kids where you really i'm actually just trying to be the mom and i'm supposed to be the grown-up here. i know what i'm talking about damn it i know and you don't sound like it because you it's just like a sin um, all of a sudden the whole thought is gone yeah don't even know where to land and your kids looking at you like you're a crazy person yeah but I feel like a crazy person. That's the other part of it, right? And I would say for me, it's not even the crazy part. And I hate to use that word, but it's scary. Very it's scary. It's a genuine fear that my intelligence is going. Yes. That's it right there. Because I feel like I have relied heavily on that for many, many years. And so now it is so scary to be in this place where you're launching a podcast where Our thoughts, ideas, opinions, communication is what people are hearing about us, but we are in a season right now where those feel the weakest they've ever felt. Yeah. And I'm sure many of you out there are feeling exactly the same way. And for those millennials and young that are hopefully listening in on our podcast I even know this when my mom was telling me when she was in menopause and I was young right I'm thinking okay sure this is real it's a real thing. it's a real thing and both of us have been to our doctor who has validated this Right. You can actually get a blood test to see if you're in perimenopause or yeah, it is. It's val- It's like, okay. But the problem is, is menopause is actually the problem. Brain fog isn't diagnosable, right? Brain fog is the symptom of it. So there isn't a cure for it. Mm-hmm. This is the really hard part to learn. When I had to think about that, It was devastating because I want the cure. Because everything else in the past, there's been a fit. You can fix it or we can adjust this. And then it's okay if I don't, there's no cure for the hot flashes. There's no cure. You know, there's lots of other symptoms that come with menopause. Yeah. That, okay, if there isn't a cure for those things, it's not dire. Mm -hmm. However, the brain fog is dire. Yeah for me right now. Me too. It's terrible. It's hard to come in to record something and forget what we're talking about. And we only have certain amount of hours <laughs> in our week where we have time to record. Right. So again, the idea of not being ready, being ready, but not being ready because I'm not trusting myself because of this menopause and brain fog. Interesting concept. Tough concept. The neat thing about where we are right now, Mm-hmm. is we didn't know the point. We didn't know our purpose. We didn't know our goal. For us, for you and me, this has become so much more than we thought it would become. Yes. You know, we've had an opportunity to share and things have come up where we've had to throw those things on the table, talk about them, break them down. You're right. Even personal issues between you like, and I, just you- the wanting to make sure you're okay. Like wanting to make sure that I'm giving you what you need, putting you in the picture too, not just thinking about myself. For me, it was, especially as someone who I care deeply, deeply, about, mm-hmm. I didn't want to let you down. Yeah, I didn't want to let you down. And That's I actually did not think that that would be a part of this equation. Right. I was still concerned about what the listeners would think mm-hmm. and whether I could do this. Am I capable? Can I learn all of this? Because I'm just thinking, oh, this is my best friend. It's going to be fun. Right. We'll do that. And then all of a sudden, here I am going, oh, my goodness, this is somebody who I care deeply about and I want success for. Right. That I would find myself late at night editing going, would Michelle be okay with this? Oh, no. I'm gonna let her down if yeah. I don't get this right, or if I miss this deadline, or right. whatever. Yeah. thinking the same thing is this what Leslie would want? You know, is she getting what she needs from this? I think great about when you start something new is it always becomes more than what you think it's going to be. You're always going to have more takeaways than you think that you're going to get, especially if you step in with two feet. right? And I get why companies launch Alpha, Beta, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the many drafts. The many drafts of doing something because they just want to start. So, okay, they're letting their clients know this is the Alpha version, this is right. the Beta version, this is the, we're just going to get going. The only way we can learn how to do this and get better is by doing it. Yes. We couldn't have never learned what we've learned in the last few weeks weeks by just sitting here braised on. And just talking about it. And just talking about The doing of it has been a great learning stepping stone for me in terms of learning more about myself. Yeah, oh my goodness. Do we want to dive into the total vulnerability part? (laughs) Just to visit perfectionism. You know, it was so hard is that when you think about what you did in a day, this is no discredit to all podcasters. Right. But there is a stigma around whether that's a real job or not. Right. I'm saddened by that. Absolutely. There are lots of millennials, Gen Z, that are starting these new platforms Mm -hmm. for sharing their talents. I think, as a culture, discrediting. Right. I feel those own prejudice in my launching of this event. Right. Husband coming home. What did you do today? Or my family asking me, oh, so how is that blog thing going with your (laughs) evening podcast? Yeah, yeah, that thing. thing. Yeah. Whatever they're trying to be supportive, but not understanding. Right. Absolutely. And what you and I have learned is that if we didn't actually schedule in work hours, office, business hours to get all of this work done, we wouldn't be here. The work of it is more than just sitting around chatting. Right. We're learning that it's also become very personal. Absolutely. Yeah. And in terms of that personal, like even just, open and being myself and hearing myself in how I'm talking. It's eye opening at times. And it's almost like becoming therapy in a way. (laughs) Thanks, listeners. (laughs) The bill is coming. Because words matter, right? Trying to come across as authentic and relatable in all the shit and mess at the same time. I actually would argue that really when we got down to what we wanted to do is get unstuck Mm -hmm. to even put more significance on what's happening here. This is workshopping for us. It's not just therapy for us. We're practicing speaking. We're practicing articulating. We're practicing writing. All of the writing and scripting and editing that we've had to do. I know that when I was a young teacher teacher, I had an awesome mentor say to you, video yourself doing Teaching. a lesson. Okay. It was appalling. Oh my goodness. The <laughs> things I saw about myself right down to how I smiled at kids, right. how approachable I yeah. looked when I was speaking one-on-one with children, Yeah, all of these things. It was such a wake-up call about the things that I could challenge myself with right. that I loved. And that's what this has been. And I was an actress and so seeing myself even in an audition or a snippet in something that I did, it's a learning tool exactly. And now this a little bit different and same with teaching you are being you. you are you here. I want to be me right? right? I just believe that that is what integrity is is that I should be the same person in every circumstance in my life. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm with a student, whether I'm with my husband, whether I'm with my best friend, right. whether I'm with complete strangers, yeah, I want to learn how to just be authentically me in every situation. The part of this in doing these episodes and this podcast in terms of getting to learn that about ourselves yeah. and each other. Yes. And it was so hard though before we actually started. Yeah. Because there was that moment before we went live, before <laughs> we published, where you're sitting there and then in our software program, you have to hit the button and then you are know- like ready? No, wait, stop. Wait, hold on. You push it. No, I push it. You're going to push it. No, wait. Can you take a breath? Just hold so on. Let's what, take a walk around. Let's walk around. Is this, are we, <laughs> we sure about this? Because the minute we hit push, it was out to Apple Music, out to Spotify, out to Amazon Music, yeah. out to Facebook. Everyone. It's one button. One button that you are putting your life out there for everyone to hear. Yeah. We were putting our bio. We were putting our voices. We were right. putting our ideas, our opinions, our thoughts. And we know what kind of things can come back to us when you go public. Right. Yes. Hard. It's hard. We've heard all kinds of public speakers talk about the consequences of putting yourself out there and the things that they have received. Right. I mean, we've all seen the Taylor Swift videos about... Yeah. Oh, she's <laughs> had to work through what is posted about her in media. Right. The fact of, while well, you are choosing to do this. So if you're choosing to become public, then be prepared for the comments. That's a scary thought. It's scary when we're in our little private bubbles. Yes. But that scary part that, again, is mm-hmm. something I was more afraid of the comments. The yes. people, oh, they don't know what they're talking yeah. about. What, what are you why doing? do two yeah. women think they can just get on the air and talk about whatever they want? Right. Once we went live, which was also scarier for me mm-hmm. was wondering if my people yeah. would support me right I actually didn't care so much about the randos rand- that were yeah. just mm-hmm. gonna drop me a dumb comment right it was more about the people that know you. or who sort of know you me. Yeah, okay. Or who, yeah. They didn't really know and now all of a sudden they oh, do know. Okay, yeah. Is that imposter syndrome? There was that, mm-hmm. right? Right, where the people that kind of knew me now, they, they're really going to get to know me. So are they going to still think the things that they think about me? Right to me they are good <laughs> and then the people who do love me and care for me they're like oh because i had some people who i really really love and care about that still have not listened, logged on yeah i know right where well, we yes. are asking please like please share please follow. especially the people that you know love you and they're going to be my actual backbone of support <laughs> yeah and they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. But. Which is now I've been in Instagram. <laughs> like, which I like that. All my girlfriends, <laughs> I have so many great girlfriends that have started their own businesses and are promoting them on Instagram. So, or because on that TikTok. made you now, yeah, oh, wait a second. Now I'm in there listening and I'm supporting them. And the crazy part is you think some of those girlfriends, you think that they've got their own following. So they're fine. Yeah. My hitting like is not going to make them make it any different. Like, support them yeah. or inspire them when it actually really, really When does. it, I will tell you, it really does. Yeah. It really Does make a difference when I see your people supporting me outright. This is the <laughs> algorithm. That's why, That's why people go on Instagram because they want the heart. I want to be light. <laughs> Please follow me. You find me interesting. Right. I don't know why I didn't believe that that was actually a thing. Until you're in it. Until you're in it. And it like I said, it's not that I need a gazillion no. people who want like no. to follow, but when you really want your people, yeah. To feel like you're seen and supported, yeah. and your people aren't even doing those things. It's hard. Yeah. yeah and I was a- not expecting that. Yeah. And probably still working through the feelings of that, that is, or maybe I'm just moving on yeah, and maybe. trying to just be okay with that yeah. too. Really for us. This is a struggle. Yeah. Today's a struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Michelle, we cannot put feelings in our coffee. No, Michelle, <laughs> we cannot put two tequila in our coffee. <laughs> I was going to know we had a shot of tequila. Oh my things about audio. I am so not ready today. <sighs> Again, this is practice of just when you're not ready to take the first step. And right. just begin. And we really have been learning this. You were straight, full punch in the gut. Yes. Today. Yes. <laughs> Why are we as women so afraid to reveal ourselves? i think if we answered this question we would be billionaires i think so too so don't know the answer to so this so even within our little podcast being ready but not ready afraid of our vulnerabilities afraid of wanting to get that like on your instagram post and not getting it from the people that you love the most mm-hmm. and then actually taking the risk of putting yourself out there whether it's on a podcast or in a relationship or with your friends mm-hmm. why are we then afraid to to reveal who we truly are. When can we be ready to do that? Even if we're in the middle of having coffee with our girls and there's something stopping you. Right. And I think the only way that you can get to the place where you do it, whether you're ready or not, is to think about what could it look like if I got to the other end. What you're doing now is not working lots of times. So then, picturing that, even if the great thing doesn't happen, what if? What if it did? If you can just think to that place, even something simple, that relationship, or seeing that other mom in the parking lot when you drop off the kids—that you think it'd be neat to connect for coffee, dating relationship, Mm -hmm. a new job, right? Whatever it is, learning a new hobby, and to just say, but what if if? that actually worked out for me? So basically, then you're, you're stopping yourself from worrying about the how. Yes. And we had to do this so often with this podcast because we really didn't need to know some hows. Yes. But they just didn't have to be perfect. And if you fumble your way through the conversation, it's okay. If it doesn't look perfect, if it doesn't look edited. If you're uncurated, especially in a relationship situation, if that person is going to take you as you are in that messy moment, Mm -hmm. then those are your people. (laughs) You want that. Which is what we were striving for. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know where the idea of perfectionism, I don't even know where that came from. Ultimately, in all of our workplaces, there is definitely an expectation of quality. Of course there is. I'm not going to hand a project back to a client that is shoddy. I'm not going to do that. No one's going to do that. Yeah. So then when does it become so much pressure? And I would say that part of this is if you are doing something that you love, you're going to want to get good at it. Mm -hmm. You're going to put the time in. Right. So that's the other thing. If this is your job and you love your job, you're going to take the workshops. You're going to take the services. You're going to get better. You're going to do the things that you need to do to get better. Part of this is finding the things that is going to help you succeed at what it is that you want to do. I'm super nervous talking to people. Hey, Toastmasters. Yeah. Do something that is going to go, oh, okay, all right, all right. I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm stressed about this, but I think I actually have the capacity to do it. Right. Can we take a little baby step? sit down with a girlfriend who can show you how to do it mm-hmm. and do that thing? Yeah. Learning the fine line between doing a really good job that you're proud of, putting in the time to let it have to be something wrong, but most of all, finding something that you are going to want to put the time into. It's It's meaningful to you, whether you started this podcast. Mm -hmm. You were in freeze for so long. Yeah, I was frozen. The idea... Of doing anything was so difficult. You know, I've always had that walla. I've always kind of been fearful of maybe from a personal point. Just being able to start this podcast, for example, the fear of being stuck or being in that freeze mode when you can't see anything in front of you. Stepping into this with baby steps has given me a chance to feel like I have a purpose. And the fact that I was so private and still able to do something, whether it's maybe helping someone else or just having great conversations with you has given me being able to have this creativity going on has given me purpose. What Ever the little thing is that you do as much as it's in your head that oh that's just a silly little thing that I do mm-hmm. and taking away that vocabulary from us right from each other yeah of oh it's just a oh it's nothing it is something if it's something you love and it, it's something that you're doing right and it's something that you're trying to get better at that is a great thing and you don't need to prove it to anybody else no. there's no you don't need to do that it's not for anybody else in that moment. Right. When you're trying to just step out, giving permission to just start the small little thing and stop associating or tying some kind of value or importance. Right. Because it has to be a a world-changing event. Absolutely. It just can be something something small. Something so small. And the same as, you know, even if it's just calling a friend and calling old friends, an old one that friend somebody you haven't spoken to in a yeah. long time putting in that effort and even depending on where you're at in your life i started longboarding <laughs> at 49 years old yeah and i'm sure that is ridiculous to some people, do you think at first, when I got started doing that, it was so exciting for me? And then, once I actually really learned how to longboard and I was carving and just really learning how to whip and downhill, I let was me just say that it was so rewarding, yeah. That I was posting it right and then having someone say to me in our demographic, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's so weird for me now to see all these like skater girl posts on my Insta stream because if there's somebody that would be like the financial statistics (laughs) would be coming up on their Insta stream, all their algorithm would have been very different from your state referral videos that kept coming up because that person was following me. Right. And I never had thought about that before. Mm -hmm. I had to stop and not associate my value to that comment. Okay. I know this person did not at all mean it okay. it, just, it just made yeah. me stop and think. Mm-hmm. Even with students, how silly it was that I would be longboarding or how silly I must look because I do look my age. When you're I'm in your midlife, you you can only get away with looking so young, to be fair. okay, Whatever it is that you want to start at your age or right. where you are in your life, yeah. as silly as it may seem, to just do it. To just do it. And if it's something that's going to bring you joy, I know when I was in my absolute most still frozen mode, Michelle, go and just go do something, right? Just go do something. Change your perspective or change your view. Great. Sure. Walk around the block. Okay. I could call a friend for coffee. It wasn't enough sometimes because I needed to do something for me. I needed to be, which is this word of being selfish. And sometimes selfish is good because I needed to do it for me. I don't think that's selfish. This is called self-care. Yeah. I don't want to overuse this cliche. Yes, I had to learn that though. Is doing things for yourself doesn't have to be selfish. In the negative sense. Can we throw that on the table, please? Yeah. Okay. When you started to do this, mm-hmm. you are one of the most creative people I know. Thank you. And so this was an awesome venue for you to be able to sit in your sweet spot okay, and be creative. Tell me more about whether that felt purposeful for you or not. Absolutely. Giving me the opportunity to be in my element, to be using the gift that God gave me really yep. has been life changing for me. I mean, it's a it's a slow process. I will say it's it's slow for me to get on board with it. But as I mentioned earlier, having a purpose changes my outlook of my day. Even when I'm talking to other people, and I feel like I've got this energy going inside of me because I I get to go and go on my computer and create an Insta post or whatever it is, or we get to write and we get to journal. It's like there's a reason for it. There's a reason behind it. It's not about anybody else. We originally did because when we were doing all the workshops for it, they said, well, who's your audience? Who's your, yeah. And it was always external. All of the workshops that told us to walk through the steps of preparing yeah. for this were what what's the, What are the external the, forces yeah. pulling you toward your goal? Yeah. And we're Who learning. are you catering towards? Yeah. Hopefully are still because our stories maybe are relatable. But I haven't worked for a very long time or you know, the, whatever situation that I am in. I just felt like I didn't didn't have any form of purpose or anything to add to make me feel joy, right? I would have people ask me that question. What makes you happy? What gives you joy? I couldn't answer it. So the fact that I'm doing it now, I'm just bringing out that creative aspect to my life again. And it feels amazing. I think too is, and my therapist said this to me when I told her that I was going to be resigning from a job, right? She was like, good for you. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. And you're like, and I was like, you just earned your $180 <laughs> just by saying that to me and affirming this decision. Thank you. Thank you. But what she did say to me that was probably more beneficial was whatever you do next might not be your landing spot. Yeah. It might just be your launching spot. Mm-hmm. It might just be the next step to get to your landing Mm. So don't be afraid of whatever you do next. And also to lower my expectations a little bit too, Mm -hmm. that I maybe wasn't going to find my dream job in the next two weeks. Right. Right after I put in my resignation. Right. And to allow that. Try a couple of things. It's hard for, I think, our demographic at this age, when you're starting something new, it was terrifying to be in your midlife. Yeah, because you do this in your twenties. Yes, and now you're doing it in your later life. I'm walking through a place where if someone were to ask me right now, what? So what do you do? I don't have a job posting. I don't have a job description, and I, worst of all, do not have a paycheck coming in. Right. So I'm terrifying. Uh, I have for three the first time children, in your two adult life. In, yeah, two in university, a mortgage to pay, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure there are many of us out there that are going through that same pause in life that is going to more likely put you into a new path. Yes, I think this is, you know, really be a 180. But it you want instant, you want that instant, I don't have time to waste at this point. Do you have that? I feel an urgency. Yeah. Which is probably primarily because I do have a mortgage to pay. So the paycheck would be great. I think everybody, it's very rare that you wouldn't be in that position. We all have the cost of living, Mm -hmm. and we don't all have significant others that can sustain our quality of life on one salary. And the very fact that we, and this is unfortunate, that we are defined by what we do. Yes, it's the first thing that someone asks, Hi, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And when you don't have anything to answer, and I've been living that for a while. Yeah. That's beyond difficult. Yes. I wouldn't have been ready to resign from my career. Because mm-hmm. I say I resigned from my job, but actually what I did is I resigned from my career. Right. This is something that I had been doing for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And I am actually looking for something very different. So I'm walking away because I could get a job I she could as a teacher. Sure. Heavens of all time in history now would be the time. <laughs> yeah. It's not what I'm looking for. And so now at this time in your life, instead of just jumping into something just because, it's a gift you've been given. As hard as that may feel. Yeah. It's a gift to be ready to just be in the waiting. This is for everyone, this waiting place is so hard to be in mm-hmm. and not knowing. Right, And to go back to, like I said, my therapist saying is being okay with whatever the next small step is. Yeah. And so for you and me, this might be the next small step and encouraging anybody yeah. to be okay with the next small step that might be just a launch pad or stepping stone into the next thing. I'm grateful for this time because I am learning so much. I am navigating software and interfaces that I've never ever had to do before. And the fact that we are learning, we are in it. We are not stuck right now because we are learning. Yeah, That's that's true. Big. And we're practicing talking, speaking. I imagine that the next thing that I do, I am a teacher at heart. I imagine that that is not going to change. Whether I'm right. a teacher of the classroom, it's probably not going to happen. Or out on the stage on a TED Talk. Whatever, yeah. Right. And yeah. so I feel like this is everybody could benefit from just learning how to communicate, sharing their ideas, articulating. Right. This is giving me that platform. Mm-hmm. And also giving me a place to stop and think about what am I really trying to say? Or really what is my opinion on that thing? Mm, is right. helping me define who I am. Yeah. How many times have we had to stop recording and just say no? That's Wait a not second. At all. What we were trying to get across. Yeah. I'd struggle that. My words are not coming out the way my brain is thinking. Maybe that's menopause. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw that in. So in this process. We are going to commit to still learning. We still want to, for our listeners, provide quality content. We're getting there. We will (laughs) get there. We're evolving. And we do want this to be more than just about us. Of course. Yeah. That has been a definite benefit, is exploring our own thoughts, opinions, right. strengths, weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But ideally, if this can be inspiring, encouraging to do something, you yeah. and help make your life the life that you want to live, that would be fantastic. And maybe that is absolutely a gargantuan goal. Yeah. And why not? Why not? Why not? Thanks for listening today, everyone. Have a good one. Thanks for making time to be with us. This was Life Consciously Uncurated. We hope that our stories give you the permission to live a life that you want to live just as you are. Until next time.